the Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, The Lord's Supper. And now here's Bishop Caldwell. With me, if you will, into 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter. 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, verses 23 through 26. 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, verses 23 through 26. And I'm reading. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. I want to talk to you from a very simple subject. Showing the Lord's death till he comes. The Lord's Supper does not give any assembly exclusive rights to this because the Lord Jesus is the owner of the Supper. The Lord's Supper is a sign to this wicked generation pertaining to the Lord's second coming. The Lord's Supper is a sign of his second coming. Coming back to this earth to rapture his church away. And so until I come, Jesus said, do this. As we have been talking about here lately, the past several Sunday evenings, in direct reference to the second coming of Jesus Christ. So one, one might say, well, how then does that figure into the Lord's Supper? It's real simple. Paul said, for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks... He broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Now, there are those of you that are Bible scholars here. I'm sure you can remember Simeon and Anna. 
Simeon was a man who was up in age and was known in Jerusalem for the waiting of the coming of the Messiah. And as long as Simeon made his way in to Jerusalem and into the temple and the people beheld Simeon coming and going, they said, oh, well, the master has not come yet because Simeon is still with us. He's still here. But how many of y'all know the day came when Mary and Joseph went into the temple to commit the Lord Jesus Christ into the hands of God our Heavenly Father. And Simeon was there. And Simeon. Simeon's eyes beheld. The Messiah. Promised all the way from Genesis 3.15. The seed of the woman I'm going to send to bruise. The head of the serpent. And the serpent is going to bruise his heel. And Simeon knew that this was the Christ. Because as long as Simeon was walking the streets of Jerusalem, entering and exiting the temple, people knew that the Lord had not come because Simeon had not died. We got the same situation here. We, we have the same scenario right here. So, so, so in those days, they were looking for the first coming of the Lord. And as long as Simeon was alive, they were saying, oh, well, the Lord has not come because what? Simeon is still alive. We got the same situation here tonight with the Lord's Supper. We the people of the living God that are born by the spirit of God and washed in the blood of the lamb are here tonight to celebrate the Lord's Supper, which is to say, he's not come back yet. (laughs) We are still here to do the Lord's Supper. And as long as the body of Christ is doing the Lord's Supper, it's a signal to the world that mm, he ain't come back yet. In Simeon day, he had not come yet. But beyond those days, he has come. He has suffered. He has bled. He has died. He has gone into hell to get the keys. He has risen the third day triumphantly he has gone back to heaven already and put the blood on the mercy seat in glory and came back the same third day he got up and caught up with the disciples on the road to Emmaus and tabernacled here 40 days after he set their heart on fire see there's no degree of inconsistency between a burning heart and an enlightened mind. These scriptures can light up your mind. And bring light wisdom. And understanding. And on the 40th day. Our Lord reversed the laws of gravity. And went back to heaven. And sat down where he is right now. At God's right hand. He's God's right hand man. And so Paul. Who met Jesus on the road. To Damascus. Met the Lord no doubt at another place in time. And he writes in one of these 14 books that he has written. I have received of the Lord. And the one I got it from. I need to enlighten you as to 
why and how he gave it to me. I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. Paul said, I didn't twist the word. What God told me, I told you. And in days like these, we need teachers to tell folk what God told them and quit adding to it and quit taking away from it because what God does, it shall be forever and no man can add to it and no man can take away from God's eternal infallible word. He said, I delivered unto you that which I received that the Lord Jesus the same night, same night in which he was betrayed took bread. What is God saying to us right here? Don't let nothing stop you from your determined goal. You can be betrayed. You can be lied on. What did God call you to do? Do it. The best advice in the Bible was given by the mother of Jesus at the marriage in Cana of Galilee. Whatever he says unto you all right now. That was long before Nike showed up. Jesus said in verse 24, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. The same night he was betrayed, he took bread. Now watch this. He did not let anything throw him off course, even though he was getting ready to die. Too many of us oftentimes get thrown off because of the actions of other people that may be contradictory to the direction in which we are headed. Don't you let nobody turn you around. Don't you let nobody stop you from what God put in your heart to be the same night that he was betrayed. He continued on his journey. He took bread and he broke it. Now, when we talk about the breaking of this bread, we're talking about this bread representing his broken body. We must understand in ministry that we must be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Your heart is heavy, come teach Sunday school. Things didn't go right, preach up a storm like a man whose hair's on fire. Don't you let nobody and nothing stop you. The very night our Lord was betrayed, he went up there and broke bread. What was he saying? Oh, well. Just another day at the job. We have to continue in these last and evil days. Now we're going to be coming back and forth right here, but we need to see the broader spectrum of what is happening right here. And that is this bread that he broke was symptomatic of his body. And he said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Now, when we think about, we haven't even gotten to the blood. Hold on, I'm coming. But when we think about the body of the Lord, when we think about the word made flesh, when we think about in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. And in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. God's word was enveloped in flesh. So all that Jesus is, God is in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. And so Jesus needed a body for the sacrifice. Because in order for him to redeem us, he had to become one of us. And so God became a man in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's run a plethora of scripture. In Hebrews... Go to chapter 14. 
chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. This is my body, he said, which is broken for you. In Hebrews, the fourth chapter, I think I'm in the right place. Hebrews chapter 4. Well, let me look at 14 then. All right, bear with me just for a moment. We ain't going to understand it better. Ain't no 14 chapter. I discovered that in a hurry. Okay. All right, verses 4 and 14. All right, let me see if that's it. Verses 4 and 14. The word became flesh. Now notice this. Seeing then, no, that's not it either. So I tell you what, don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay? I ain't been, you know, we good. But the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10 and commencing at verse 4. Don't mess with me, man. I tell you, I got help up here. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 4 through 14. I want you to listen to this. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he says, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me, To do thy will, O God. Above when he said sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin, thou wouldest not. Listen. Neither had his pleasure in them which are offered by the law. Then said he, lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that's the Old Testament, that he may establish the second, that's the New Testament, by which will we are sanctified. Through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. In every priest standing daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifice which can never take away sins. That's the blood of animals. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering, he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. So when Jesus took that bread and he broke it, he said, now this is my body. Because I told the Father, prepare me a body and I'll go down there. So when you look back over all the years that Moses had the children of Israel, bringing and offering animal sacrifices which could never take away sin, God became a man in the person of Jesus and Jesus lived in this world for 33 years. And in the 33rd year, he pulled his disciples together in the upper room and he took the bread and he blessed it and he broke it. Now wait just a moment. That broken bread represented his broken body which had at that point not taken place but he was on his way to Calvary. 
Come on, talk to me now. He was on his way to Calvary, which meant then that at Calvary, the law would be abolished. The law would run its course at Calvary as it relates to the ceremonial law, keeping of the Sabbath day, and etc. So the blood of those animals could never take away sin. Those, those animals were killed and the blood was used to cover sin. But all oh, the blood of Jesus washes our sins away. And you notice, not only was his body broken, but his blood was also shed. And we are sanctified. Notice, I have no tambourine in my hand. I have no guitar in my hand. Because back in the day, that's what they called the sanctified people. The sanctified people were the ones that beat the tambourine and, and the ones that wore the long dresses that drug the ground and their hair looked like they stuck their finger in a in a wall socket. It was just all over their head. They called them the sanctified folk. But how many of y'all know if you're born again, you're already sanctified? You're already set aside for God's exclusive use and for God's exclusive purpose. So when Jesus took that bread and broke it, this is powerful. It represented his broken body. That's why he said, prepare me a body and I'll go down there. And God became a man in the person of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, there's something that we need to understand that would help us in our import of understanding what ministry is really all about. There's no such thing in the body of Christ as a pew member. It just simply does not exist. God has a purpose and a plan for calling every one of his children. And when he called us, he also adopted us. Tell your neighbor, I've been adopted. All right, now watch this. Go to Hebrews chapter 9. Something you need to see right here. Verses 11 through 15. But Christ being come in high priest of good things to come. By a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands. That is to say not of this world. Neither by the blood of goats and calves. But by his own blood. He entered in once. How many times? By his own blood he entered in once into the holy place. Having. Obtain eternal redemption for us. That's why we can't be saved and lost. Because he obtained for us an eternal redemption. In verse 13. For if the blood of bulls and of goats. And the ashes of an heifer. Sprinkling the unclean. Sanctified to the purifying of the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ. Who through the eternal spirit. Offered himself without spot to God. Purge your conscience from dead works. To serve the living God. And for this cause. He is the mediator. Of the new covenant. That by means of death. For the redemption of the transgressions. That were under the first testament. Old testament. They who are called. Might receive the promise. Of eternal inheritance. Now right here. Don't be so quick to get by this. Because what we need to see. Is that it's not the blood of animals. It's not the blood of bulls and of goats. Because when you look at the Gentile historicity, the Gentiles were never given the law. Amen. We were without law. We were in the world without God. Amen. In the meantime, Brother Moses and all the rest of them were making their journey 40 long years through the wilderness. And they were operating under Aaron's priesthood. 
And they brought these animal sacrifices and they offered these animal sacrifices as sacrifices to God because the animals were only a picture of Christ who was coming. You got that? A picture of Christ who was coming, who would do away with the Sabbath day, who would do away with animal sacrifices, who would do away with the new moon sacrifices and all those things attaining to the law. It would be God's son. It would be this man. That's why salvation is not in no other person. There's no other person on this planet that can save but Jesus Christ. Somebody tell the Lord, thank you. But see, that was something that that was real particular back in those days in how Moses handled the blood of those animals. Listen to this. In the 16th verse, Hebrews chapter 9. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is of force after men are dead. You know why Christ came back from the dead? To make sure that we get all he died for. Somebody need to tell the Lord thank you. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is a force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. Whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. For when Moses had spoken every precepts to all the people, according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkle both the book and all the people saying this is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined unto you moreover he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry and almost all things are by the law purged with blood and without shedding of blood is no remission now look up here when Moses had them in the wilderness and these animals had been killed and those people standing out there in their nice Sabbath go to meeting clothes. You know what Moses did? Moses put his finger in that bowl of blood and just walked up to the people and just put it on them. Just sprinkle blood on them. Not only on the people, he put it on their clothes. Not only did he put, did he put the blood on their clothes, he put it on the book. It was blood everywhere. Now you mean to tell me in the Old Testament, here he is sprinkling blood on God's people out there in the wilderness, and they had no washing machine. Uh-huh. They had no shouted out. It was just in their clothing. Why? Because it was a picture of them being enjoined to that ministry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got washing machines, we got shouted out, we got dryers we got all that but every one of us in here that's born again got the blood of Jesus applied to our heart so why can't we do ministry why is it that some of God's people with the blood on their spirit is slowful in ministry Hmm? oh because you can't see it you don't think it's there you better know it's there 
Oh, I wish somebody here knew about the night of the Passover. They better not go out there talking about, let me see if it's on there. Oh, no, baby. At midnight, that death angel came down through there. And wherever the blood wasn't, death was. So if Moses could sprinkle them with blood and their vessels and all of this stuff with the blood of animals, how much more the blood of Christ? And God has put in motion an eternal covenant. Eternal redemption. What an awesome God we serve. So the animal blood was a type of Jesus. It was on the way. Look at the 23rd verse. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. In other words, for Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself. Now to appear in the presence of God for us all. That's where the blood is. The blood is on the mercy seat. In the heavens above, right in the presence of Almighty God. The blood that Jesus shed on Calvary. Today's message, The Lord's Supper. FC 2680 is now available on CD for only $10 and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885 or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast 7480 Greenwood Road Shreveport, Louisiana 71119 or email us Acres at net. Now the question is Will I do His will and There is power, power wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come the Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. The trouble all over the world. I'm telling every man, woman, boy, and girl is coming soon. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you say those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded. In the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith.
Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.